The wonderful football Wednesday edition of You Better, You Better rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next 60 minutes. And what a 60 minutes it will be. Colin Wilson will join us in just a moment from Big Bets on Campus and the Action Network. And we will be talking with Colin about Conference Championship Weekend and the great sport of college football. Eric Eager will stop by in 20 minutes from Sumer Sports. Will Brinson in 40 minutes from CBS Sports, giving us NFL bets coming up for Week 13. 60 minutes from now, it'll be the Power Hour final hour of the show on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Other places as well, but Twitch is the one that we give out the most. Uh, bets of Steel in the National Hockey League. Best of the best are bets in the NBA. And golf bets coming up for the Hero World Challenge. But without further ado, let's get right into it and talk some college football. The penultimate set of rankings for the college football playoff coming out last night. Uh, kind of setting the stage for what should be an awesome weekend of college football coming up in a couple of days. And our friend Colin Wilson joins us now on a Wednesday to break it down, and we appreciate Colin uh, taking the time out today on Wednesday. Normally joins us later in the week, but we'll be traveling to the Pac-12 title game with Oregon and Washington. So we very much appreciate Colin taking time out of his schedule on a Wednesday to join us. He's on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled with two L's. Again, check out Big Bets on Campus and check out his work over at the Action Network. Colin? Great to have you back on the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Conference Championship Weekend in college football. Happy CM Punk return in WWE. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. I cannot believe hell froze over and CM Punk is back. But hey, I appreciate you guys getting me on early in the week since I'm traveling to the Pac-12 Championship. Uh, got some financial decisions to make because I got a five-figure payout on Oregon and a six-figure payout on Washington if they win the national title. So once that college football playoff is announced on Sunday, I got some work to do. Well, let's let's talk about those decisions and what you might end up doing. And I'm going to guess maybe how you feel about this game on Friday night, the game that you'll be at, will kind of determine your course of action. Uh, one way, one way interest in this game so far opens like a touchdown, a little more than a touchdown, and people want Oregon. Want Oregon? Obviously, this is a rematch game of a game played at Washington that Washington won. But I think a lot of people exited that game almost honestly being more impressed with Oregon. Maybe maybe they should have won. They're going to be the better team if they ever meet again. And I think you're seeing that interest reflected here, which is really interesting. And Washington's kind of struggled a little bit the last couple of weeks. Some close games, sixty-six and a half the total column, nine and a half. Is Oregon uh, their favorite by uh, nine and a half points in the game? What do you make of this? I, I, I'm guessing some of the financial decisions you make, uh, you know, kind of depend <laughs> on what you think is going to happen here. Right, exactly. And I do think Oregon is going to live up to the hype of the spread right now, which says that they're going to blow them out. I absolutely think that's going to happen. One thing I'll say about the total is I do like the under in this game. I think there's going to be more running than there was last time. And I think both head coaches know that if you want to keep the opposing quarterback off the field, you're going to have to run the ball. And watching now is Dylan Johnson running like crazy. So I do like the under. Uh, I would stop at 65. Uh, as far as the game itself, everything is telling you that Oregon's going to blow this out, right? I mean, when you take a team that's undefeated, that beats somebody, and now weeks later, they're still undefeated and they're on a neutral site and they're, uh, you know, they're, they're down by 10. And the fact this number keeps going up tells you that odds makers can't find people to buy Washington whatsoever. I think this thing is going to continue to keep going up. It gets to 10, it gets some buyback, but that might not be enough here. Oregon is absolutely going to roll. They've beaten everybody by four, by what, 11 to 14 points since the Washington game. Washington has struggled. Um, there, there's just too much going on here, especially Bo Nix from a Heisman perspective. I made this case on one of our shows over at Action Network. He makes no mistakes. I, I mean, I get it that Jaden Daniels has these unbelievable numbers, but Bo Nix has made zero mistakes this year. He's had like 460 dropbacks and three turnover-worthy plays. It's, it's an amazing stat. 
So, like, let's just let's just like hit that point home here on the Heisman Trophy, where you like Oregon in the game. Bo Nix is minus one eighty five at BetMGM to win the Heisman Trophy. Daniels plus one forty. Penix is plus sixteen hundred. I feel like, and Ken talked about this on the show yesterday after the after the Athletic Straw Poll that maybe Penix can't win. Just like, and Colin, I know that you vote. Just like your thought on how all of this like may play out. Like, if Oregon wins, do you think that? People are just going it to, just, it's just Bo Nix and that's the end of it here for the Heisman Trophy without revealing Oregon, like what you're yeah. going to do, et cetera. If Oregon wins, Bo Nix is winning the Heisman. One of their money lines is better than the other. So I'll, I'll let everybody figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Makes, it, makes a lot of sense. And just, just to hammer the second point home, just because Nick said it, and I kind of want you to say it too, like Washington wins. Not, not enough support for Penix ever. This is a two-man race for sure. Because I do think some people think like, oh, undefeated Washington, like Penix is going to like has a shot. And then we, we kind of are getting some indications that, that, that that's not the case. He doesn't have the numbers. He doesn't really have the numbers that Jaden Daniels has, but it seems like he's completely fallen out of favor because he hasn't had a Heisman moment. Maybe Las Vegas can provide that Heisman moment. Maybe there's a drive he has to have to get himself into the playoff. That would certainly vault him up there. But would you rather have a Washington Moneyline ticket or a Michael Penix ticket? I guess it kind of depends on what the number is, which one you think is more realistic, because Washington could win this game, but you still have to deal with Jaden Daniels in the Heisman market. I, I, I love listening to Colin Wilson break down the great sport of college football. Colin, let's hit some of the other conference championship games. Let's go to the SEC, where Georgia has been bet out to almost like a six-point favorite against Alabama. At BetMGM, it's a juiced five-and-a-half, five-and-a-half minus 15 towards the Bulldogs. The total here is fi- uh, 54 and a half. What about the SEC championship game, uh, Colin, with Georgia and Bama? I, I, you're going to have to take Alabama with the points in this because this game is so evenly matched. Both of these defenses are tremendous in stopping the kind of run concepts both teams want to run, which is inside zone. When you look at their coverage rankings, like Alabama's second in the nation in PFF coverage. When you look at like cover one, cover three, quarters, neither quarterback has any kind of advantage. I can't find any kind of offensive advantage for either team, which is why I like the under in this game, but I haven't taken the full game under. I took the first quarter under in this game. Kirby Smart and Nick Saban have faced each other four times since 2018, either in the SEC championship game or faced each other in the national title game. The combined amount of points in those four games, 13 points in the first quarter. This game screams, we're gonna come out trying to figure out what the other team is gonna do. We're gonna turn on the Jets late in the second quarter and let the scoring start there because that has been the script every time these two have met, whether it's an SEC championship or national title game. Give me Alabama, Georgia under 10 and a half in the first quarter. And you better believe I'll be live betting the over once they turn it on and they go away from the scripted plays that they have in the first couple of series. Colin, we can do the other power conference games in a second, but maybe do the playoff here just because I, I think they're look, there aren't they aren't all doomsday scenarios. There's a way this plays out where it's at least like you kind of think you know who would make it. But I feel like most of the doomsday scenarios start with what if Alabama wins this game? And like what do you what do you do with Georgia? I think there's a lot of people who are just like, I don't even know who makes it, but you can't leave Georgia out. They've won two in a row. Like you can't like do that. And then there's other people kind of like me who are like, all right, well then tell me who's out. Like then tell me who doesn't make it so they get the spot. And that doesn't really make a lot of sense either. If Alabama, like you say, you kind of Alabama and the points might end up being the bet in the game. If they win, and again, you need to know who wins the other games, like really realistic chance Georgia doesn't make it. How would you see that conversation playing out? Yeah, that is the weird one because 
I don't think the I don't the loser of the SEC championship game is not making the playoff. And, and I know that that's a scenario we're trying to get to. There's no way Georgia's going to be in this game if they lose to Alabama. They do not have the strength of schedule that some of these other teams do. This is the biggest game on their schedule, and if they can't win it, they won't be there. But that really does open up a Pandora's box because if Florida State wins, then you got to leave Texas out. But Texas beat Alabama, so I'm glad I'm not on the committee. If I was on the committee, I'd make a lot of changes. Like for once, putting an odds maker in the room and telling them what the point spreads would be and what the best would be for ratings instead of saying Florida State's undefeated. We should take their strength of schedule at 60th with their backup quarterback and definitely put them in the playoff. We've seen that before years ago with Michigan State getting blown out by, what, 60? No one wants to see that. Washington, I, I, we, no one wants to see that. So um, if Georgia loses, they're not in, though. Absolutely. You better you bet with Nick and I'm Ken sure. here on a Wednesday. If Georgia loses, they're not in the, they're not in the playoff. Which is, which is crazy to think that that could be the case for the reigning two-time defending national champions. Colin Wilson is with us here on You Better You Bet on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled with two L's. Big Bets on Campus is the podcast. Check out his written work at the Action Network. Uh, ACC title game. Let's go with Florida State here. The Knowles look like they might get bet out to a three-point favorite in this game. It's 2.5 minus 15 against Louisville. Just lost to Kentucky, obviously. Total is 47.5. So, like, mm-hmm. what do you think happens in the game? Like, what's your bet for Florida State and Louisville? If Florida State loses is also and like the favorites hold serve in the other conference title games who do you think the fourth team is going to be in the playoff well the bet in this game is the under i mean it's taken massive hit since it was released on sunday so i would still say take under 47 and a half i think that's going to go down just a little bit more uh and then as far as the side goes it's been all louisville to this point down to two and a half Louisville, for me, is the side. that I think they are absolutely going to upset Florida State, knock them out of the playoff, and there just isn't enough there from an offensive perspective. You look how limited they were in the passing game to, to some of the best explosive weapons that you have in college football with Keon Coleman, and Tate Rodemaker is just not going to be able to pull that off. Louisville is going to get the job done here. They're going to bounce them out. And, yes, we're going to make history. No team from the seventh slot has been able to jump up into the playoff. Texas is going to be able to do that with a loss by Florida State here. So just to emphasize that, Colin, like, again, like playing out the favorites. I mean, it doesn't even have to be favorites, just Michigan, Georgia, winner of Pac-12 title game, Texas. That would be like your four-team playoff if Florida State were to get upset. That would be the most beautiful four-team playoff I've ever seen. <laughs> if you if you, if you you got that four-team, I mean, that's like a really likely situation. It's basically you just need one coin flip game, the ACC, to go a certain way. Okay, right. like if, if it's... If it's Michigan, Georgia, I mean, well, and we could do the seeds too. Like Georgia would be the one, Michigan would be the two. They would play Oregon, which is an insane game, and then Georgia would play Florida State. And I talked about this in the first hour, Colin. Like whoever gets the one is like a big deal this year if Florida State makes it because you're going to win. You're going to beat Florida State yeah. in the semifinal. You're going to walk to the final. What would you want to do with those guys? I saw your projected point spreads. What would you want to do in those games? You are you already said it. There is a master plan. Like if Florida State wins and they're going to the playoff, what is the master plan? The second that spread comes out against Georgia, you're hitting Georgia because that number is going to get inflated and run probably seven points, maybe 10 points by the time they kick a month later. You're telling me you're going to give me the SEC champion at full strength with those speeches that Kirby Smart likes to give, trying to convince them that they're underdogs against Florida State. Florida State would be in a lot of trouble against Georgia. I project the spread to be 14. I think it would open 16 and a half. I think it would close probably 19 and a half, 20. You just, if Florida State ends up in the playoff, you're taking the first number against them that opens up on Sunday. What if Florida State loses and Texas is the fourth team and plays Georgia? What would you want to do then? 
Well, I'm going to sit back and smoke a cigar. I got a national title future on Texas, Oregon, oh, okay. and, uh, and Alabama. So I, I, I might sit back. No, I, Texas's defensive front seven can wreck anybody. And I think that's really important against a, a Georgia offense that really hasn't been tested by a defensive front like Texas. Texas certainly, to me, is the wild card. Their defensive front seven has stopped everybody. They can stop every run scheme that you throw at them. There is no team left in the playoff that has a good enough offense that's going to be able to survive this Texas front seven. So if the Longhorns get in, look out. Colin, maybe in like 30 seconds here, we'll do like kind of we'll wrap all the other conferences together after this. Do you do you like Texas in this game against Oklahoma State? Like it probably deserves it. I mean, it's a, it's a power conference title game. They're 15, 15 and a half uh, with a total in the mid 50s in about 30 seconds. Yeah, I ended up writing a thousand words on it, but it only needed two sentences. Texas needs style. <laughs> Texas needs style points at eleven o'clock in the morning. It's an eleven a.m. local kick. They need style points, and they accidentally they were screwing around against Texas Tech and put up fifty points. So fifty-seven points. They're going to screw around here against Oklahoma State. And they're going to put up fifty points in this game. Why? Because it's like six hours before the ACC championship. They need those style points. Absolutely love it. And Colin, so the last one for you. Team, team total, total, yeah, for, te- total. for Texas against Oklahoma State. Um, any thoughts on Michigan and Iowa? Michigan. Michigan is like a 23-point favorite, and the total in the game is like 24, which I find to be very interesting. It's not 24, but it's like somewhat close to it. Um, anything with the Big Ten title game and anything else for conference championship weekend here at about 30 to 45 seconds to close? Uh, my totals are completely math-dependent. They're based on red zone, finishing drives, pace. I haven't been able to nail an Iowa total yet. I mean, these Iowa totals that are running around in the 20s are just – they break every single mathematical model. That being said – I want the over. I mean, I see a 34 and a half out there right now. I, there's a part of me that thinks that Jim Harbaugh, who has been just preaching the Bible in the locker room, is not going to lay anyone you know aside and let them get away with this. I think he's going to try to beat everybody by 40, even if it's the Big Ten championship game against Kirk. So I like that. Upset in the G5, I like Appalachian State to beat out Troy outright. And uh, that get in the Big Ten going to be played in a dome also. Point Fest with Michigan and Iowa. Absolutely love mm. it. A little, little jealous of Colin going to this Pac-12 title game. That's, that, that's pretty fun. And some of the futures he's got as well. My friend, we sincerely appreciate you taking the time on a Wednesday earlier in the week than usual to join us. Um, Colin's been coming on our show for years. Uh, you got to check out his show, especially like this time of year. This is his, his time along with Brett McMurphy and Stucky. Big bets on campus. And uh, his written work over at the Action Network on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled, of course, with two L's. My friend, we appreciate it. Safe travels. Best of luck with the bets. And we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Talking the great sport of college football. Thanks for having me, guys. Our pal, the great. This is, yeah, it's the best. Yo, like CM Punk's the best in the world. You absolutely love it. Right, nice. I uh, I agree with him. I got, he he thinks George is out. If they lose, like they're just not getting in. If, if the chalk holds, I agree. Uh, me too. Uh, like I, I said this earlier in the week, like how does Michigan win the national championship? Like how do they actually do it? Like maybe they do it because Georgia doesn't make it. Maybe like that's how they do it. And then they, you know, they still have to beat Oregon, but like obviously you would remove a huge, huge obstacle. Sounds sounds like Ken, maybe you have Alabama fan oh, coming up this yeah. weekend. Roll in the tide. SEC I'm gonna be waving game. that <laughs> stupid thing that they all wave the wands, whatever. I'm doing that too. <laughs> no, Expel Ramias. On the other side, Eric Eager gives us NFL bets for the weekend.